0: Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Good day to all of my listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa broadcasting on this fantastic, spectacular talkzone.com internet radio. And I thank you for all tuning into my show this morning. I so appreciate it. And I hope you all out there are safe and healthy. Now, can we talk about how fast this year has passed us? Next week is Thanksgiving holiday uh, celebration. I was just... um discussing this with my uh, brother, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald Campbell, uh, this morning. And uh, and I told him, I said, yeah, and then get a load of this next Thursday, a week from today, it's Thanksgiving. And then like a month from that, it's Christmas. And then a week from that, we're 2022. O-M-G. So I want to say that, you know, some of us will be traveling um you know, I'm I'm not traveling. I'm not doing any traveling or that, you know, anything like that. If that, but if that's what you choose to do, you know, um, then God bless you. Although with the rise of the numbers, listeners regarding this pandemic, I understand that the airline industry um, is doing some restrictions regarding traveling for the holidays. So if you haven't checked it out, if you're going to be flying, you you know, it'd be a good idea to check it out. So those of you who are traveling via the airlines. Like I said, call them and check them out and see what's going on with that. So can we talk for a moment about global warming? Global warming is a very um, serious matter, as you all know. I've talked about it a lot on my show. You guys have heard about it and talked about it among yourselves and seen it and things like that. And uh, But CBS Sunday Morning, one of my favorite um, television uh Uh, stations, uh, programs, rather, broadcasted on the 7th of November, 2021. And uh, it started off being um, uh, the cameras going into a meeting, like if it was a G7 summit meeting or something like that with a lot of governmental officials. And um, it was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay, and he walks in. And of course, he's he as with each step, he's it feels like it's thundering into the room. And people are looking. And then he walks up as he's walking up to the podium. There's a security um, guard standing there, black security guard standing there. And he looks down in his face and asks him, do you need a minute? And he goes, no. (laughs) So the Tyrannosaurus Rex Rex uh, goes up to the uh, podium and um, and he he's adjusting the microphone and you can hear the feedback. And he starts eloquently talking. About global extinction, it was a bit comical, true, but very apropos to what I was talking about a moment ago. Okay, I want to talk to you about uh, rising above unfavorable individuals that you may encounter in your life, as you know, uh Joel Olstein is one of my favorite is one of my most favorite um ministers, okay, besides Joyce Meyer. And, um Schuler, who's no longer with us, and a few others and But Joel Olstein talked about um, um on this Sunday morning broadcast that this was a great and useful sermon that I think um and it really sheds some light on it that I feel that will help you guys out there so I like this because he used the analogies of an eagle, a crow, chicken, and a turkey in the sermon as an analogy to give his listening audience and members of his church a better and clear picture of what he wanted them to understand. He said that you may have a family member sitting next to you. Um, you may have someone that you don't know that's sitting next to you or a fellow coworker for example, who like to stir up trouble in your life. And he said, our listeners, he referred to them as crows, chickens, and turkeys. And that we who truly understand that we live and, you know, understand that that we in life have positive accomplishments and a destiny in our lives to achieve, that we do not have time to argue with people, you know, bannering back and forth about nonsense that is unimportant. And to always remember that God, you know, is our vindicator, that he will fight our battles. He talked about, listeners, about how menacing the crow is to the eagle. And that the eagle will ignore the crow. You know, the crow is bantering around, you know, pecking at him and pulling at his feathers and things like that. But the eagle is taking a higher stance. He's not thinking about trying to engage in flight maneuvers and dodging the crow and so forth and so on. Um, But what the eagle will do is that he will continue to fly upward higher and higher and higher, knowing that the crow will have to retreat. Okay. Because he just cannot, he just cannot go up that high. The crow just cannot go up that high. So my, my thing is, is this. As you are engaging in you know um, individuals who like to stir up trouble individuals who um, you know are jealous of your accomplishments individuals who are not seemingly on your side and helping you to achieve things that you need and want to achieve in your life, take the stance of an eagle just rise above higher you don't have to be going back and forth in that, because we do not have time and time is our most precious commodity listeners. We don't have time to, um, be dealing with, um, you know, people that are, are, that are causing and stirring up trouble in our lives. Okay. So as we are coming to, um, you know, an end of another year, um, everybody has had different experiences this year. You know, some people have had, you know, it it was okay some people was good some people were great some people you know it was it was trying year but nevertheless you've made it through and you continue to make it through and that is my hope that you continue to make it through as we are approaching 2022 that you remember that you have a purpose in this life that you have a destiny to achieve and your achievement does not include turkeys crows or chickens okay now, having said that, I'm going to bring on my guest, Michelle Kubis. She is the business coach of the year, in my in my opinion. Good morning, Michelle, and thanks for being on my show.
2: Well, good morning, and thank you for that accolade. I'll take it.
1: <laughs> oh, you're welcome. We are, um, our listeners, we have switched from one platform to to the other here, so just bear with me. I apologize okay. for any, any, uh, any hiccups here, but you know, it, it's, it's all good. Well, and because it's all is
2: great when it works.
1: Yes. It's, it's exactly. Exactly. And um, the thing is, is that you get the message, you understand the conversation and I hope that it continues to be a great conversation for you. So um, uh, Michelle, you know, I was going to talk about um um, global warming, I had sent a sound bite to our uh, Randy, and his, his, you know with the technology, you know how that goes we 're having a bit of right. um, you know little snafu, but we could continue to to go on so what I wanted to say about global warming is that you know that the weather is not like it used to be you know this time of the year let 's say it could be cooler, not in the upper eighties or the upper seventies. however, global warming is affecting the planet as a whole. And attention needs to be paid and actually attention should have been paid to this change 20, 30 years ago. Michelle, that's my opinion. Perhaps we would be in a better shape than we are now. Um, I mean, they, the powers to be and the scientists and other experts, you know, in this field uh, of, you know, ecology and, and, and watching the, you know, the world temperatures and global changes have been talking about the effects of earth warming up and the causes such as greenhouse gases and overuse of plastics, carbon emissions, diesel gases, uh, pollution of drinking water and the lead pipes that are still carrying water into homes in this country. Can we say the state of Michigan? It's been conversed about Michelle for decades, actually, listeners, but little has been done about it you know, the door for doing something about it is closing faster and faster. So I hope that the powers to be stop chatting and having, you know, all of these big G seven conferences about it and implement some things. Okay. Plural that really, you know, will make a difference for the individuals as a whole on this planet. ASAP. So Michelle, I'm yeah. sure that, you know, as you're out and about and things like that, you're noticing particularly now the presence of the, you know, the effects of global warming. And, um, so I was wondering if you had like a couple of suggestions, you know, for our listeners that would perhaps reduce the warming of our planet, the greenhouse gases and so forth, you know, like the overuse of plastics, for example, they've been talking about plastics and how it clogs up, um, how it claws up, um, um, you know, the seas and they, they showed it and things like that. And, um, right. But, the, um, the, yeah, yeah. Life. So I um,
2: get caught up in it.
1: Yeah. And the animals get caught up in it. I mean, I don't know how many of you people have seen the, um, out there, the commercial where the a diver, a deep sea diver, and he uh, approached this gigantic whale and he had this real big, uh long was like a fisher net or something that was around his entire body and he's the right. he, um the the um diver approached the whale and the whale was very uh calm and docile and patient and allowed the diver to take it off of him so you know those those kinds of things so you know i you know um and by the way um my engineer has that that sound bite ready. So let's listen to that sound bite and then I want to come back and ask you um a couple more questions about um uh this greenhouse gases and stuff. Okay, Randy, you can go ahead.
0: You okay? You need a minute? Cool. <laughs> listen up people. I know a thing or two about extinction, and let me tell you, and you'd kind of think this would be obvious, going extinct is a bad thing, and driving yourselves extinct in 70 million years, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. At least we had an asteroid. What's your excuse? You're headed for a climate disaster, and yet every year, governments spend hundreds of billions of public funds on fossil fuel subsidies. Imagine if we had spent hundreds of billions per year subsidizing giant meteors. That's what you're doing right now. Think of all the other things you can do with that money. Around the world, people are living in poverty. Don't you think helping them would make more sense than, I don't know, paying for the demise of your entire species? Let me be real for a second. You've got a huge opportunity right now. As you rebuild your economies and bounce back from this pandemic, this is humanity's big change. So here's my wild idea. Don't choose extinction. Save your species before it's too late. It's time for you humans to stop making excuses and start making changes. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Randy, for that. He um, very eloquently discussed about this extinction and that how, you know, the the governments of the world spend a lot of money on things that he referred to were giant meteors and that wouldn't they much rather uh, spend that money on saving your species. And he talked about that. He knows something about extinction. And I loved it when he said, at least we had an asteroid. You know, what's your excuse? You know, in other words, we don't have an excuse. So, um, my, yeah, we don't have an excuse. And so, you know, could states be better with not being such a throwaway society, Michelle? You know, like being more proactive with recycling. I know uh, in this area where, where we live, I feel that the uh, city could be much more advantageous, let's say, about recycling and uh using these, there's a lot of things that can be done you know with recycling, like for example, um I read some years ago, Michelle and my listeners where um it was a um it was a movie actor, and they had taken uh computer you know parts and made boots out of it and was selling it. You know what I'm saying, Michelle, uh-huh, yes, yeah.
2: So like, those it, are little, little things. It's a mindset, mm-hmm. Teresa. It's yeah. not even one action. It's the way mm-hmm. people think and, it, and still get the greed and the money and all the other stuff out of the way, which is not going to happen. you're The powers uh, that have some uh, ability to make a difference, if it's not in their self-interest, they won't do it. Hmm. Well,
1: because as it costs them too much. You think so?
2: Oh, if, if I, you... I really believe that. I, I think until... It, when you have fish flopping in the streets of Miami because of the water the, that's rising over there, mm-hmm. the, they finally started raising the streets in uh, Miami along the coast there. Uh-huh. So that the the streets were flooding all the time at high tide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, yeah. they finally took action and started raising the streets up. Yeah. That's an example. But yeah. they had to be waiting till fish were flopping in the street to do anything.
1: You think about it. Yeah. It's always, you know, Johnny yeah. come lately, it seems a lot, you know, and, and well, i and I'm
2: Carson in nineteen seventy eight, I think was writing mm-hmm. the Silent Spring book. This is nothing new. Exactly. It's it just, people don't buy prevention. They buy relief. And, mm-hmm. and governments are like this dinosaur who was a lot smarter than the government. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they won't do anything it t- until it's too late. If you saw the movie Deep Impact, yeah. that's a good indication.
0: Because mm-hmm. we're, we're
2: so smart. We think we're going to, blow the missiles up in the air and then that's and, gonna, but yeah, oh, um, what about all the pieces that it's
1: shredded into you know yeah and what about all the junk that's traveling about in the universe above our our beautiful planet that is well, you know have, it, have been de- de- have, yeah, have
2: been yeah have
1: been yeah have been decommissioned and yeah and exactly and that's referring back to what you were saying about um you know all of those big pieces and other particles you know that that are in the air in the atmosphere and things like that i mean it's unnecessary because they are so disconnected and so egotistical and evil it's just ridiculous they're always the only thing they're thinking about who who you know has the bigger pants on you know what i'm saying oh no mine are bigger than yours you know
2: we've become like our food supply here in this country we've become too too far away from our root Mm -hmm. our Mm -hmm. root was when we lived in smaller tribal clans or groups or whatever you want to call them, and mm-hmm. we all needed to be interdependent. Yes, that yes. We needed to really circle the wagons and be able to rely on each other and not distrust each other. And our very survival depended on our cooperation and collaboration. Exactly, But we, we col- are too far away from that uh-huh. root. In my is, view, that's my opinion.
1: No, I I I agree with that because it goes back to what I just said. My pants are bigger than yours and I want to rule everything because I, am I you know, I say I'm the ta-ta-ta and you're not, you know. Oh, but it's I
2: all up, about power. That's all they care well, about. Well,
1: exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I um was looking at an article dated the 9th of November of 2021 from Global Climate Change. And, um it was talking about emission reductions from pandemic had unexpected effects on the atmosphere, and um the brief of it says earth's atmosphere atmosphere re- reacted in surprising ways to the lowering of emissions during the pandemic, showing how closely uh climate warming and air pollution are linked, okay. It goes on to say the COVID 19 pandemic and resulting limitations on travel and other economic sectors by countries around the globe drastically decreased air pollution and greenhouse gas emissions within just a few weeks. Okay. That sudden, yeah, that sudden change gave scientists an unprecedented view of results that would take regulations years to achieve. And see, this is what I'm saying. They're thinking that they got to expense of, you know, a bunch of money. You know, they love having meetings, Michelle. Meeting means let's meet. And then they grumble back and forth. Okay, we'll meet next year. And, you know, and yeah, then, think, okay, you you're, you're doing that. that. Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. You know, oh, no, we don't meet again until five years from now and all this other kind of crap. But mm-hmm. and then at this time, we're, we're still a ticking ticking time bomb. You know, it's tick, tick, tick. Things are going. Nothing is is happening when the simplistic um uh, the simplistic thing is is that the the simplistic things matter and it has a bigger uh it has a bigger showcase of look this is what you all have this is all you have to do you know you know all of this flying up in the air and all of this stuff you know my plane is bigger than yours I can fly from um uh Georgia to Paris in an hour and all of this stuff. Instead of like the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex was saying, you're not concentrating on humanity. You're not concentrating on humanity at all. All you're thinking right. about is, is yourself. You know, you, you're constantly, um, implementing these giant, you know, meteors. That's all you're doing. I mean, look at, um, these folks with the shooting up the rockets and, and Virgin and, um, Bezos and, um, the other guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, i can't that. think of his name- Be- uh, yeah Elon Bezos musk, yeah. Uh, virgin and the other guy with the with the electric Elon cars musk. you know Elon musk thank you they're all instead of collaborating with one another to see how they can um slow down the effects of this of this um global warming they're they're seeing just what I said how big um how much bigger of my pants can I get you know versus versus what you have you know. So it's it's like, you know, I I I don't know, Michelle. I don't I don't know. I don't see uh you know I don't I, know. What don't do you think,
2: think? I don't think there's a simple answer. I really think we're over the side of the point of no return for that. I mm-hmm. think we need to um I, what's interesting? You talk about pollution a lot of these. There was a special. I love the History Channel. Um, the all this disease that's recurring now mm-hmm. is because we're ruining these habitats, and these little viruses have been living in those places for millions
0: of years.
2: You know. Yeah. And as, as we're deforesting places and so on, we're allowing these things to come back to life. They've been dormant for all these thousands of years. of
1: years. Yeah,
2: and all of a sudden, you know, it's like uh, these places in Africa where the elephants have a pathway; they have a migration pattern, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now they've built these villages in the middle of these place of these pathways, and the the elephants are at risk now because the the villagers they don't want their village destroyed but you don't build your village in the middle of an elephant path, you know? I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. how about a little mark going on here, you know? Exactly. Uh, I, it's about coexistence rather mm-hmm. than domination, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. But, you know, I live in my own head, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it, it's fine, you know, uh, But but the thing is, is that, um, that's what we're supposed to do—is coexisting, you know. It's like I, I think I—I um, I don't know if you were a guest on the show or not, but I talked about, for example, how um, they they t- they named it the killer whale, and um and and you know, and the shark and this and that, and oh, we have to—I mean, like the movie, um, what was that back in the seventies, the shark and the and the shark was supposedly had uh, taken this oh, boy's God. life, and it, yeah, and they went in the ocean and looking for sharks and cutting their stomachs open and and all of this kind of stuff. You know, like, okay, this is where they live. This is their inhabitant. Okay, you have the land, all right, which we still have to share the land with animals. But why are you why are you messing around with the oceans and the seas and things? You know what I'm saying, Michelle? It makes absolutely no sense.
2: Because the fishermen make their livelihoods out of that hmm The Japanese culture, you know, you have a culture. The Japanese culture, a lot of Asian cultures have that shark fin soup.
1: Oh, God. Don't and get me started on that. They
2: and they go and tell the shark, and, you know, off they go. That's mm-hmm. a cultural thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, but just think about the shark. He no longer has his fins. Those fins have a purpose. They're like their guiding system, you know. And so right,
2: but we're not you... thinking about the other. We're only thinking about ourselves. And, and that's that's what right, I'm talking about. That's
1: exactly. what I'm talking about. And it gets is now at the point where we're in danger. And I don't think that people are really understanding it. You know, this article also talked about the air pollutants and methane. It says that nitrogen oxides um, in the presence of sunlight can react with other atmospheric compounds to create ozone, a danger to human, animal and plant health. And we know that the ozone layer is just, you know, it's is ridiculous. And molecule for molecule, methane is far more effective than CO2 at trapping heat in the atmosphere. And that's why the earth is getting so hot. People are just still doing the same.
2: Well, the, whole, the whole thing could be tracked back to the advent of farming. Mm-hmm. When we were hunters and gatherers, we were always on the move but once mm-hmm. agriculture would, we started farming and breeding animals. Uh-huh. That's when diseases really took root because a lot of those things jumped from the animals to the people because they were living in such close proximity.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh This is in my opinion, this people. But, you farm know, in the news.
1: Yeah, but well, no, the thing is, is that, you know, you have an educated opinion. You're not just, you know, Um, shooting off from the hip, as I called it, Uh, as I call it, you know, it's an educated opinion. It makes sense to me. And I I did see that, that documentary about that. And I also agree with that, you know, so then they, because they looked at animals as a business, (laughs) you know, they're looking at animals like, you know what? I can make millions of dollars if I, you know, get all these cows together and, and breed them. You know, and and in a lot of instances, Michelle, you know that they a lot of the animals didn't even do it naturally. They would take the sperm from the you know bull and implant it in a cow, whether she wanted it or not. Okay, because it was all about money. That's all. That's all that it is. It's all about money, and it's it's a shame. So, at the end of this um article, uh, Michelle, it says lessons from the pandemic. The study took a step back to ask what the pandemic could teach about how a lower emissions future might look and how the world might get there. I invite you all to go and read this um, article. This, it, once again, it's titled Emissions Reductions from Pandemic Had Unexpected Effects on the Atmosphere. It's the Global Climate Change. And um, it was um, produced on the 9th of 2021. Uh, Notably, emissions returned to near pandemic levels by the latter part of 2020, despite reduced activity in many sectors of the economy. The authors reasoned that this rebound in emissions were probably necessary for businesses and individuals to maintain even limited economic productivity using the worldwide (coughs) energy infrastructure that exists today. This suggests that reducing activity in these industrial and residential sectors is not practical in the short term. As a means of cutting emissions, the study noted, reducing these sectors' emissions permanently will require their transition to low carbon emitting, emitting technology. So, there's a great deal to learn from um, Michelle, as I said, from these articles and and as I said, just people, you know, just just walking around every day and just just look at it. I mean, just look at this time of the year. Um, you know, a lot of places would have snow. A lot of places that don't have snow have heat. A lot of places that had heat have snow. I mean, so it's, you know, hopefully I still have hope. I hope that people will just one day wake up and say, ah, what knuckleheads we are. We need to really stop, you know, being how we are and, um, you know, be better about ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then it's
2: too late for the it- Mm-hmm. waking up. <coughs> so, Michelle, let me, um, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, let me no, ask I'm just you... I'm going to throw in another fact about... Oh, go ahead. During the pandemic, the water uh-huh. was so clear. Can you hear yes. me? Yes, I can hear the you. The water was so clear in Venice, they could actually see fish. Because the water is usually very murky. But uh-huh. since there was such a, cu- a cu- cut in uh, tourism
0: to yeah. Venice
2: the water was actually clear and they could see things in the water that, that they mm-hmm. never seen for forever, you know? Yeah. So, but
1: you know, I had, um, I also read a report on Venice that they were going to stop so many of the tourists coming because of that, you know, that it was exactly. just, you know, Venice is what it's a city, a, a city on water. That. Yeah. All of that stuff. And, um, also in India, um, Michelle and my listeners in, in India that um, you know how um, how bad and, and smoky and murky you know those those airways are and when they when they stopped with all of this flying here and this and that and and making all kind of hazardous products, it was so clear the skies were so blue, the water was blue and then when right. they, ramped, they ramped up again it very quickly. Went back to what it was before. This It's terrible.
2: Right. It really is. Unfortunately, terrible, so. there are just too many people on the planet. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Nature, nature has a way of culling the herd, they call it. Um, mm-hmm. Malthus, the Malthusian theory is that you have famine, war, and pestilence are the three controls that nature uh, puts on on the humans. Yeah. That's yeah. eventually that's what why these things take hold because they they have to call the herd so to speak. Mm-hmm. It sounds mm-hmm. horrible but I mean it's just there're too many people.
1: It's yeah, but people aren't listening, Michelle. They're what can you say? Okay, now let's go to another topic, Michelle. What do you think about sure. the Biden What do you think about the Biden administration finally getting the infrastructure bill through? Um the ABC News reporter Sylvia Foster-Frau, Ted Melnick, and Adrian Blanco on the 16th of 2021, November, stated in part the following. Fresh off signing the historic $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill into law, President Joe Biden hit the road Tuesday with his sales pitch, visiting a New Hampshire bridge in disrepair and hoping to translate the legislation into real terms for Americans. Now, with money from the complex legislation package doled out to states, cities, and specific projects through a complicated series of formulas and grant programs, some more immediate, others taking years to come to fruition, Biden and Democrats are eager to take credit for their major bipartisan legislative achievement. To that end, Democratic members of Congress are planning to hold 1,000 events. Before the end of the year to make clear to Americans what we're doing in this package, according to the chair of the Democratic Democratic uh, Congressional Campaign Committee, uh, Representative Sean Patrick Maloney of New York. So every Democratic legislator will hold five events over the next six weeks, he said. So what are your thoughts
2: on this, Michelle? My thoughts on the on the passage of the bill?
1: Yeah, because it took so long for uh the administration, of course, you know, they were being fought against by um well, I would say both sides, you know, particularly Munchen and um Kirsten, uh cinema, and um some you know, some of the Republicans, although uh a lot of the Republicans were on board um for uh getting this um legislation off the ground. So um, in this legislation, I guess what I would like for you to talk about um, is, you know, in this legislation, it talks about the good that it will be doing for this entire country, which we know that it will. Now, the infrastructure bill, you could take it back to the Obama administration. They were doing their best to get it through and they had so many failed attempts. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, like I said about the ecology, as I was referring to what um the tyrannosaurus rex had talked about um about humanity is that you know bridges are going to be falling apart and and you know roads are terrible biden talked well, about yeah, it in they his- have to
2: have a few more collapses before it makes an impact
1: yeah you know so i guess <laughs> That's i guess exactly
2: the- what i said before exactly. they don't buy prevention they buy re- they buy relief and we're Americans, uh, our culture, and I'm very proud to be an Ameri- American, but I'm mm-hmm. also we of the warts that we have. And yeah. we are, as a cult, we don't even really have a culture. Our, mm-hmm. our, it used to be hot dogs and baseball, but it's not, you know, we've gone mm-hmm. way over the side on that one. Um, mm-hmm. The fact is, is that we don't understand the impact that when one person's hurting, it hurts everybody. Yeah. And um, now the, the pandemic was the great the great equalizer. You know, the death used to be the great equalizer. The the pandemic has been the great equalizer because mm-hmm. people uh, got sick. Didn't matter who you were, and mm-hmm. um, it it is the the infrastructure is something. It's like your house. If you don't have you don't repair your house. You can have the most gorgeous mansion, and if, if it falls into disrepair, it's gonna it's gonna crumble. Exactly. There's nothing mystical about it. I mean, no, not at all. I mean, if,
1: really? I yeah. Mean, if you come on, yeah, yeah. If you see a crack in your wall and you look up there and you go, ah, it's just a small crack. I'll I'll look at it. I'll I'll attend to it later. And then let's say in another four or five months, you know, you look up there and you notice, intelligently notice, that crack has gotten wider and it's gotten longer. I, I do, you know. And then when you come right. home one day and your ceiling falls down, then it's like, oh my god, I got to get this crack. Uh, I should have exactly. had the crack crack done. But so that that's that's all I'm saying. I I I I I, I get your your philosophy and your analogy right off the bat. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners do as well. And I just, it just perplexes me as to what makes them think that they could just keep constantly going on and on and on. And the individuals, the constituents that put, you know, these congressmen and, and other, you know, legislators uh, in, in office, uh, they put them in office to work for the betterment of the people. So if everybody that put these people into office and you got bad roles you know, and and Biden also talked about the repair on your car. You know, you hit these potholes. You know, growing up in Chicago, you could hit a pothole and it'll total it'll total your car out. Oh yeah, you know, it just and yeah, and then the they and yeah. yeah and yeah the alignment it'll it'll total your car. You can have your I've seen uh, you know wheels get stuck in um, potholes and they couldn't get out and things like that. You know. And uh, they want to blame it on, all oh, well, the weather was cold or whatever. Then when they come to repair it, they do it haphazardly. They just throw some hot tar in there and that's it. And they move on, you know, like next, you know. And then in but another couple of days.
2: We have to boil all this down to the common denominator. The mm-hmm. fact is they, are, they want to stay in power so they can call the shots. But they don't yep. want to call the shots that have impact. They just want to line their own pockets and and mm-hmm. uh, show up at the, at the ball with their crown on. It, it's nothing new. This is the monarchy is a great example of of this kind of thinking. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, who cares what the, what happens to the people? I've got mine and my palace is well decorated and everything. So good good for me. You know, yeah. I really don't. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in the turnaround on this. I think there's going to be a lot more uh, pain. A lot more to, any to happen
1: break. before. Yeah, exactly. But I I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, you know, I know that, but I still have hope. I hope that one day that they'll just turn around very quickly, wake up in the morning and then there's, you know, necessary implemented changes, you know, but I just, I just well, think it's the
2: likes of some of these people you see. How they gather these followers, these cults, and and whatever. These are the mm-hmm. people that are dangerous. They're the ones that oh, yeah. are leading people down the garden path. And, oh yeah. Um, you know it, it's like it, it's like a virus of itself.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah. I it's so, it's sad. It, it really is I, sad.
2: Infrastructure. It's about time. Is what I think. I don't I yeah. don't want to give them a whole parade. I don't think it's a whole great thing. No, they don't time.
1: need they don't need a ticker tape parade. No, none of that. And, then, at, and look at and that. And look and that paper is 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 harming more trees. So, no, they don't need that. You know, but mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm happy that it that it did happen. And frankly, yeah, um, Michelle and my listeners, I don't think that one point two trillion is enough. And, you know, that's all I'm going to say. So thanks, Michelle. So let's. um. I want to talk about something else. Michelle, are you familiar with the um, with daily cause? Yeah. You know, okay. Uh-huh. So, and this is nothing new too, but it's just, it's a continuum of the crap that goes on. Well, did you hear about the petition that is getting black veterans of World War II the deserve benefits as white benefits? Well, this petition, of course, I signed, okay, and so did my husband and I and I, of course, stated that my opinion, I of course stated my opinion in the comment section. So now you and I know that their descendants will receive these benefits as a great number of both black and white World War II vets have transitioned. The point is, is that they are that they were denied these benefits, Michelle, after they had served sure. their term in some part of the armed forces. However, their white counterparts enjoyed their benefits you know that they received from the GI bill that allowed them to go to college you know acquire home loans and other receiverships of financial benefits that would have helped them achieve middle class status and above in this country mm-hmm. okay so this was yep. actually brought this was actually brought to the table by an individual who was doing uh, genealogy on his grandfather and he came across his 1940 draft card and he stated that his grandfather served honorably and deserved the right to the G i bill benefits, but he was denied them, yeah. you know, uh-huh, so how as he we denied are, it? he was he was denied what? it as he he applied, and they said no, that's how I was going to say. They turned him down, of course, nothing new. I'm a personal okay. caller, yes, so there's a
2: lawsuit, Yeah. well, okay. there you
1: go, so this is where this is where they're going, so as we were honoring veterans on the eleventh of this month. You know, Michelle House Majority Whip Jim Clyborne and Congressman Seth Moulton, a Marine veteran, introduced the GI Bill rest, rest, uh, Restora, Restoration Act. I'm sorry, Legislation uh-huh. Act that would that would give financial benefits to the descendants and spouses of black veterans who fought in World War II, but were excluded uh-huh. from aid outlined in the original GI Bill, as you know. You know, Absolutely. Uh, bill that bill was signed into law by President Franklin Roosevelt. And the purpose of it was what I talked about earlier. So, you know, once again, never wanting to do the right thing until something like this comes crashing down on their ass. You know, this is a it's a damn mm-hmm. shame. How are you going to. Um, you know, how are you going to. um say, you know, well, yeah, this is, this is great. We're honoring our vets and things like that. And which, you know, across the board, a lot of the vets aren't being treated right. However, the black vets still get less or whatever of their white counterpart today. You know what I'm saying, Michelle?
2: Right. Well, the only thing is you keep applying pressure to the people who can do something about it. Exactly. And that's whether you're talking about letter writing, making phone calls, talking to the media, all of that. They have to be pressured to do the right thing.
1: It's ridiculous. I see. It, is. it is just re- it's ridiculous, and it's like when enough is enough and too much stinks. I talked about that before on my show too. You know, it's mm-hmm. just you know it's 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 just ridiculous. But um, it's kind of segwaying into that. Let's talk about the history making. Um, first, you know, like Michelle Wu, Winsome Sears, Alvin Bragg, and right. other candidates of color that won the local elections. You know, mm-hmm. so do you think that um that movement, I'm referring to it as a movement, that, you know, and it was much more than that um, of, of people who were elected into office, but they don't talk about it a lot like Eric Adams uh, when he won the New right. York City mayor election and You know, I I said Alvin Bragg, he was the first uh, elected black Manhattan DA district attorney, you know, so these are very notable positions. So, you know, it's like, what the heck? I, I say that, you know, that this is why I continue to have hope, because the hope is, is that things will continuously change in a manner that they should change. Um, you know, because I feel that this is a, a a better representation of how our world look, anyways, Michelle. You know what I'm saying?
2: Absolutely, and and hats off to these people who kept at it in the face of all the obstacles. I I think it's marvelous.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that a lot of them, you know, are standing on the shoulders of their, you know, um, you know, their their you know their families who maybe ran for office or wanted to have some betterment done um, who was treated like what I just talked about you know, with the world war two vets and things like that. so they are here, you know, to right the wrong of these things, you know? So Uh um, I, I, I say that this is,
2: and and yes, I'm hopeful too. It just things, things don't happen quickly, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, but, but I, I think we're always, we're this genie is not going back in the bottle. So, (laughs) <laughs> not very, not
1: very easily. It isn't. I mean, no. you you even have the 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 guy who um you know there um had solved to them continue to go after this January sixth you know insurrection people and um, making them pay yeah. you know making them pay and uh, so uh, because that was a long time coming as well you know um I feel yeah. that if the if if the if it was a bunch of people of color that would have happened uh very quickly you know uh but um i am um you know very proud of um of the people who are you know Nancy Pelosi and all the other people who um you know are behind the scenes and uh, in front of the scenes of um getting this you know justice being served you know so um and i i don't know did you hear that um um i heard that the proud boys um um leader is complaining about his time in, in, in jail and that he, you know, wanted to come out early. I mean, it's just crazy. You know, it's like, no, you did the crime. So do the time. That's how I feel. So, okay, let's move on. Um, there is an article in U S news reporter,
2: oh, wow. Kanishka Singh.
1: That. Yeah. On November 17, 2021. And it says two men convicted of killing black activists and civil rights activist advocate Malcolm X in 1965, Will be exonerated, right. the Manhattan District Attorney's Office said on Wednesday, saying it will move to vacate the wrongful convictions. Uh, Malcolm right. X, you know, he rose to prominence as the national spokesperson of the na- Nation of Islam, an African American mm-hmm. Muslim group that espoused Black separatism. And he lost his life at, at New York City, um, you know, the uh, Audubon um, ballroom while preparing to deliver a speech. You right. know, in ni- right. you know, in 1966, um, mm-hmm. the three defendants were found guilty and sentenced to life. But here we go again. They did not do their due diligence. The, the prosecutors did not do their due diligence. They just wanted to rush to judgment. And well, okay, is it's, it's,
2: also screwed up.
1: Oh, big time! Oh, big yeah. time! You know, and they're apologizing. But I mean, really, okay? So both men, who you know, the third man who admitted. That he did the dirty deed that should have exonerated the other two a long time ago, you know. But both of these yeah, men, uh, yeah, both of these men spent decades in prison. Aziz, uh, he was uh, 83 years, was released in 1985, and um, Islam, the other gentleman, was released in 1987 and he trans uh, he transitioned um, in '09 and he was 74. So this uh-huh. points to the truth that law enforcement over history has often failed to live up to its responsibility. Van says these men did not get the justice that they deserved. So you know, I once again, not doing the right thing, you know. And uh, uh, Deborah Francois, she's a lawyer with uh, Shauna's Law Group. She says this wasn't a mere oversight. This was a product of extreme and gross official misconduct, like they do, you know, for a number of convictions in this country. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying, Absolutely. Michelle?
2: They we were all in collusion together there.
1: Yeah, yeah, over that, you know, and it's 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 terrible. I, I I don't I don't know. I I don't know. It's just you know, you you hear about these things, you read about these things, and it's like you know. When is justice going to be served? You know,
2: well, the good um, news is it can't be That's the good news. The same thing I'm with sorry, the green, th- with the Greenwood, the uh, in Oklahoma. All that was news to me. I never heard about any of that. I'm I sorry, sorry so you cut out. You never heard was-
1: about. I'm sorry, Michelle, not to cut you off, but you never heard about. Uh, what is it in Oklahoma? About
2: the the Black Wall Street, the Greenwood in oh. Oklahoma. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it all comes. It eventually comes to light.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: But see, this is you have Holocaust deniers. You know, as the people are dying off, you've got fewer and fewer survivors to to tell the story.
1: I mean, it's just like it's yeah, it's just like the woman who um, stated that uh, the young black boy, he was fourteen years of age. That he whistled at her and all of this kind of craziness, um, God, what is his name? Uh, his name escapes me right now. He, all of this kind of craziness, and and um, and he was, they, you know, his life was taken, and then for her to, in recent years, said none of that happened. Now she's like right. in her eighties or whatever, and but now she's mm-hmm. lived her life, okay, did what she wanted to do, traveled, laughed ate good food, whatever, had children, you know, uh, boyfriends, husbands, did whatever she wanted to do. But here this young black gentleman did not get the chance to do any of these things, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's,
2: it's not going to change until the country admits to the deed and that's it. it there will exactly. be no reconciliation until there is an, an open awareness and, and forgive Excuse me, forgiveness,
1: yes, but Michelle That's that, it. um yeah, but yeah, but Michelle, I was talking with the uh one of my friends, and she was saying that she looked at this documentary um about the uh indigenous people um here, and um um, and how they they took their children from them, right. and they and they put bleach on their body, well, I had heard about this, she never she had never heard about this. And um and wanted them to be lighter, and they took them into their families so that they could be raised white. I mean, it's just it just goes on. We could be on here for the next thirty six hours talking about the injustice that we that, that goes on in this
2: Indian school. What did they yeah. do? They took the Indians away from their families and the tribes. They literally mm-hmm. kidnapped the kids and put them in these schools, these yeah. Christian schools. Yeah. So and much they for the Christianity Christian part, Well, you
1: know well there you go there you go and um so they they you know made them uh, wash with bleach and scrubbing their elbows with you know um scouring oh, powder I- and all yeah. all kind of nonsense like that you know but um yeah but i i um i um i have about uh 2 minutes left you know but you know our time goes by so fast you know but um, yeah, yep. I mean, it's just, it's so many injustices done in this country. And what I would like to see, Michelle, is a lot of them to be righted. I would like to see a lot of the wrongs righted. And you're absolutely correct. You can't move forward until you, until you, you know, correct, you know, correct your you sins and ask for forgiveness.
2: You, yeah. right on. you still have these nuts running around with their Confederate flags. Exactly. Mean, come on.
1: But, you know, this is also why I'm going to say this real quick. And then I got to sign on. This is also why they don't want history. And we discussed this on our show um, um, maybe right. a couple of months the ago. They don't theory. want they right. don't want they don't want the correct history to be taught, you know. And I no, definitely they want to was... believe
2: in the fairy tale.
1: That's all. exactly exactly. And, and, and it's and it's not true. Okay, well, so, thank you for having me on again. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Michelle, but we will be back on next month. Um, I'm going to um, um, just just stay tuned and, and you'll find out when I'll be on, but it'll be on in, a, you know, in another month or less uh, as we come across um, our holidays. I wish all of you a very happy Thanksgiving with your families. To so please be careful as you're traveling. Thank you, Michelle, for being on my show. I wish you all the best again. God bless you. And be kind to yourself and to be others and to others. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Enjoy your day.